0: Welcome, everyone, to daily prayer at the Abbey. I'm Father David, and this is evening prayer for Tuesday, February 27th, the year of our Lord, 2024, the season of Lent. The psalmist sings, For I acknowledge my faults, and my sin is ever before me. We're so glad that you're joining us today at the Abbey that we may be cleansed from all of our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Invitatory, O Lord, open our lips, and our mouths shall proclaim your praise, the people say. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let us praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our evening canticle, the Fos Hilaron, on page 44. Together, O gladsome light, pure brightness of the ever living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the Vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. Our psalm for this evening, Psalm 143, beginning on page 459 of your Book of Common Prayer. The psalmist sings, Hear my prayer, O Lord, and consider my supplications. Hearken to me for your truth and righteousness' sake. Enter not into judgment with your servant, For in your sight shall no one living be justified. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has smitten my life down to the ground. He has laid me in the darkness like those who have been long dead. Therefore my spirit faints within me, and my heart within me is desolate. Yet I remember the time past. I muse upon all your works. Indeed, I meditate on the works of your hands. I stretch forth my hands to you. My soul gasps for you as a thirsty land. Hear me, O Lord, and very soon, for my spirit grows faint. Hide not your face from me, lest I be like those who go down into the pit. O let me hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you have I put my trust. Show me the way that I should walk in, for I lift up my soul unto you. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies, for I flee unto you to hide me. Teach me to do the thing that pleases you, for you are my God. Let your loving Spirit lead me forth into the land of righteousness. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake, and for your righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. Of your goodness slay my enemies, and destroy all those who afflict my soul, for I am your servant. And the glory of Patre, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our first lesson, portions of Lamentations, chapter 3. Lamentations 3, beginning at verse 1. I am the man who has seen affliction under the rod of his wrath. He has driven and brought me into darkness without any light. Surely against me he turns his hand again and again the whole day long. He has made my flesh and my skin waste away. He has broken my bones. He has besieged and enveloped me with bitterness and tribulation. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead of long ago. He has walled me about so that I cannot escape. He has made my chains heavy. Though I call and cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has blocked my ways with blocks of stones. He has made my paths crooked. And down to verse 19. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down with me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when it is laid on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust that there may yet be hope. Let him give his cheek to the one who strikes, and let him be filled with insults. For the Lord will not cast off forever. But though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not afflict from his heart or grieve the children of men. And down to verse 52. "'I have been hunted like a bird "'by those who were my enemies without cause. "'They flung me alive into the pit and cast stones on me. "'Water closed over my head. "'I said, I am lost. "'I called upon your name, O Lord, from the depths of the pit. "'You heard my plea. "'Do not close your ears to my cry for help. "'You came near when I called on you. "'You said, do not fear. "'You have taken up my cause, O Lord.' You have redeemed my life. You have seen the wrong done to me, O Lord. Judge my cause. You have seen all their vengeance, all their plots against me. You have heard their taunts, O Lord, all their plots against me. The lips and thoughts of my assailants are against me all the day long. Behold, they're sitting and they're rising. I am the object of their taunts. You will repay them, O Lord, according to the work of their hands. You will give them dullness of heart. Your curse will be on them. You will pursue them in anger and destroy them from under the heavens, O Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us respond to the lesson of the words of the Magnificat, the Song of Mary, on page 45. In unison, Mary sings, My soul magnifies the Lord St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 11. Romans 11, verse 1. The Apostle says, I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means. For I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Do you not know what the Scripture says of Elijah, how he appeals to God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets, and they have demolished your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So too, at the present time there is a remnant, chosen by grace. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise grace would no longer be grace. What then? Israel failed to obtain what it was seeking? the elect obtained it, but the rest were hardened? As it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that would not see, and ears that would not hear, down to this very day. And David says, let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a retribution for them. Let their eyes be darkened so they cannot see, and bend their backs forever. So I asked, did they stumble in order that they might fall? By no means. Rather, For if their rejection means the reconciliation of the world, what would their acceptance mean but life from the dead? If the dough offered as first fruits is holy, so is the whole lump. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches. If you are, remember it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. Then you will say branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief, but you stand fast through faith. So do not become proud, but fear. But if God does not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Note then the kindness and the severity of God, severity towards those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise you too will be cut off, and even they, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God has the power to graft them in again. For if you were cut off from what is by nature a wild olive tree, and grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into their own olive tree? Lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way all Israel will be saved. As it is written, The Deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob. And this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. As regards the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. For the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. For just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. O the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and how inscrutable his ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord? who has been his counselor or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The menace on page 46, our response. Together, Feel free to pause the podcast now and to reflect on this evening's lessons, but return and join me as we lift our voices together and confess our faith in the Apostles' Creed. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Page 48, our evening suffrages. That this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful, we entreat you, O Lord. That your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill, we entreat you, O Lord. That we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses, we entreat you, O Lord, that there may be peace in your church and in the whole world, we entreat you, O Lord, that we may depart this life in your faith and fear and not being condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ, we entreat you, O Lord, that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit. In the communion of all your saints, entrusting one another and all of our life to Christ, we entreat you, O Lord. Page 605, our collect to the day from the second Sunday in Lent. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls that we may be defended from all adversities that may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts that may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. And on page forty nine, this colic for aid against perils on this Tuesday evening. Lighten our darkness we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Now we'll lift up three prayers for mission, as is our custom. I'll use these three prayers on page 51 to frame our intercessions. I invite you to join with me. O God and Father of all whom the whole heavens adore, let the whole earth also worship you. All nations obey you. All tongues confess and bless you. And men, women, and children everywhere love you and serve you in peace. We pray this evening for all of those who have not yet received the gospel of Christ and for those who have never heard the word of salvation. Send forth your word, Lord, that never returns void, and gather yourself a harvest of souls. We pray for those who have lost their faith and become hardened by sin or indifference. Stir up the embers that are in their hearts, O God, and fan them to flames, and let these be saved. And we bring to you the contemptuous, the scornful, those who are enemies of the cross of Christ, and those who persecuted your disciples. Forgive them, O God, for they know not what they do. Open their eyes and their hearts to the truth, and let these be saved. And last, we hold up those who in the name of Christ have persecuted others, that you, O God, will open their eyes and their hearts to the truth, and lead all of us to faith and obedience to your word. Stretch forth your mighty hand, O Lord, to heal, to deliver, and to provide for all of those who call upon your mighty name. May they find it to be a strong tower from the enemy. And all these things we ask for your love's sake. Amen. Finally, O God, you manifest in your servants the signs of your presence. Send forth upon us the spirit of love, That in companionship with one another, your bounding grace may increase among us. Help us, O God, to love one another as Christ has loved us. And help us to do those works that are pleasing in your sight. Help us to be that salt and light in a corrupt and a darkened generation. Build your church, mighty God. Let not the gates of hell prevail against it. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Evening Prayer at the Crossroads, a prayer ministry of Crossroads Anglican in South Lyon, Michigan. Thank you for being our guest today at the Abbey. We hope that you found your visit encouraging as we strive together to build one another up in the faith and to make the habit of daily prayer a regular part of your Christian discipleship. If you'd like to learn more about Crossroads Anglican and daily prayer, please check out our website at crossroadsabbey.org. I'm Father David, and this has been a production of Crossroads Anglican. If you'd like to help support our ministry, please click on the donation button on the right side of our homepage and make your tax-deductible gifts. Let us bless the Lord, brothers and sisters. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.